and action. Three. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I... Dave Anthony, <laughs> story the, the from American suspense. history, <laughs> to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> what, what happened there? You left a pregnant pause where you it felt got, like you were going to go through your dumb three occupation or... You, you got know, pretty excited, didn't you? <laughs> At this point, I do enjoy this version more. Uh, or I'm not sure if it's going to happen. It's not. It's better. So um, I wanted to make an announcement. We are going to, uh, the dollop is now going to be in Spanish. Uh, we, so it is a bilingual. It is literally a bilingual history podcast. So uh, two, uh, two gentlemen who are from Mexico, uh, they have a podcast called Le- Leyendas Legendarias, El Podcast. Um, they, uh, I'm trying to, hold on. This is great. It's in Spanish. I was trying to pull it up. <laughs> well, I thought this was a bilingual. It should be no problem for you. Um, God damn it. Uh, adios mio. It's all in Spanish. Okay. So anyway, so uh, so they have this great podcast in uh, in Mexico. Yeah. It's very popular. And um, they're also fans of the dollop. So uh, they will be doing the, they will just be taking our scripts, translating them, and they'll be doing a El Dollop, a version of the Dollop in Spanish. So if you have Spanish-speaking uh, friends or you know anybody who's Spanish-speaking or you want... a great way to learn Spanish. Yeah, a great way to learn Spanish. So if you <laughs> want to introduce them to the Dollop, this is a great way to do that. Uh, the hosts are uh, Jose Antonio Badia and Eduardo Espinoza. And they're really funny guys. They're like us. They're left guys. Um, and they're great. So uh, that I'm, should I'm start... I'm not a left guy. That should start... I'm uh, a centrist. I think this week or maybe uh, Monday, but that's when the first one's going to drop. We'll probably drop uh, the first episode on our feed. Oh, um, cool. it, it'll be totally in Spanish, so yeah. you can uh, just give it to your tell your friends about it or It'll whatever. Freak um, people out who haven't heard this part. <laughs> I'll do an intro so they know what's going. Okay, on. <laughs> all right, that makes sense. But there you go. The dollop's going to be in Spanish. Um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, I still uh, don't care for you. Okay, well, that's... I mean, you know what I mean? Neither, neither here. I don't know why... What the link is. Called it, quote, I'm is Jam Pat. Jam Pat? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, Rose, let's play! Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so now, that's some good stuff. So now I'm uh, now I'm really going to learn Spanish. That's like some now, good stuff. What what happened? Uh, the intro, very good, very you, enjoyable. You enjoy our our intro? I loved it. It's a ride. What's happening right now? It's a ride. Hey there, people listening to the Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help. 
with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide, November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. June 23rd, 1948. Oh, boy. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Clarence Thomas was oh, born. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, your sweet little face. Oh, no. What happened there? Oh, dear. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Here we go. We're on one. Clarence Thomas was born in Pinpoint, Georgia, in a mostly black community near Savannah. He was the second of three kids. His father bailed on the family early, and his mother, Leola, raised them. They lived in poverty. Okay. There was no sewage system or paved roads. His mother worked as a maid and took charity from the church to get by. Wow. Okay. Tough. That's very humbling beginnings. Yeah. Uh, When Clarence was seven, their house burned down. I don't know how, but... Yeah. You know, that's just part of sure. the course. Right. It's just what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then his mom decided to get married. So she sent Clarence and his brother to live with his grandfather in Savannah. Okay. So one of those, I'm getting married. Let's just completely start over. Right. Without the... The children. The children. Yeah. Well, they, she kept the girl, which is weird. Well, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, this was a much better life. Uh, he had regular meals and indoor plumbing. Wow. Shitting in the shitting That's helpful in the fucking, with regular meals. Shitting in the house now. There we go. Eating eating three times a day and then also being Defecating able to shit it in out. in your home. Yeah. Yeah. The boys worked for their grandfather making deliveries. Clarence's grandfather urged him to become a priest. Okay. Wish he'd followed the path. Yeah. So Clarence left his all-black high school after two years to go to St. John Vianney Minor Seminary, which was an all-white boarding school that trained priests. So he went to an all-white boarding school. Yeah. That's but, it's, but they're training priests, so you would think. That it would be... I mean, it, you know, you're, you're a religious man. You're all learning how to become priests. You would think there would be an open-mindedness. Yeah, that you would be... Yeah, that... that the Lord's love is great. The Lord's love knows no bounds. Unless, of course, you're not white, then it's like half as much. Yeah, then not good. Then he likes you a little bit. Uh, you're bumming the Lord out by being in an all-white school. You see, Clarence, you made the choice to be non-white. That was your first mistake. Uh, being black, Clarence was excluded uh, from social activities and made fun of uh, for his yeah, skin well, color. that sucks. Well, classic priest stuff. Yeah. 
but he stuck in there and he graduated with decent grades. After he went to the Immaculate Conception Seminary in Missouri. Well, let me let me pretty straightforward curriculum. <laughs> Immaculate Conception U. Oh, the ICU. Yeah, the ICS. Oh fuck. The I, uh, Immaculate Conception Seminary. Oh, sorry. Okay. Ah, so close. You you almost did it. Yeah, it's close. Uh, he didn't finish. He uh, quickly well, dropped... Well, the, the church likes when you don't finish. Yeah, the church is big on not yeah, finishing. Not even starting helps. Uh, so I'm going to pull out. Great! Oh! Great! Go ahead and come on my face. Actually, well, that's what? how it ended up Mary... That's that's why they consider it an immaculate conception, because Mary was like, no, pull out. It'll yeah, be fine. Pull out. You know? So they were yeah. like, he didn't... Yeah. They don't go over that part in the Bible, but oh, there was a whole... they skim it, Max. There was a whole pull-out thing. There, yeah. was, a whole, there was also a just-the-tip part. Uh-huh. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of... <laughs> Then, Lord, I shall just try the tip, potentially. Yes. Use just the helmet part. <laughs> all right, Lord, I will. Okay, Lord, I'm just... Oh, God, Lord, it went all the way out. Oh, No, that's... No. no. Oh, Lord. Oh, pull out. This is wonderful. We're combining lessons. <laughs> Leave the parting to Moses. Oh, God, Lord. No. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, dear Lord, are you smoking? <laughs> What did, those aren't even around yet. They are. Oh, is that a Paul Mall? Yes. Good Lord. Good me. Uh, so he bails because the racism was so bad. Right. And he went to Holy Cross. There he helped form the Black Student Union and supported the Black Panthers. Interesting. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Good mm. Lord. What, what happens when yeah. you join the system? <laughs> what You just... I, the devil must work in D.C. somewhere. It's, he just has to have a layer. Oh, come forward, Clarence. <laughs> in 1971, Clarence graduated ninth in his class with uh, an English honors degree. Uh, the next day, he married Kathy Ambush. That's a hell of a last name. Yeah. It's, well, th- not a lot of people know this. He didn't even know they were getting married. He just thought he was going to a regular ceremony. Kathy jumped out. She's like, Kathy Ambush, we're getting married. He's like, ah. What? What? I, uh, I didn't even know you were here. Uh, Clarence was then accepted to Yale Law School through its affirmative action program. Okay. While he was at Yale, they had a son, Jamal. When he graduated, a lot of firms tried to recruit him. They told him he could do pro bono work, which offended him. Oh, well, yeah. They're like, well, you're a black guy, so you want to work for poor people, right? So here's the deal. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Instead, he took a job in Missouri with State Attorney General John Danforth, Republican. Sure. He worked in the tax division and didn't have to go near any civil rights cases, which he didn't want to do. He, He had an aversion to civil rights cases. Yeah. Okay. Danforth was elected to the Senate in 1977, and Clarence became a corporate lawyer in the Pesticide and Agriculture Division of the Monsanto Company. Oh, my God. What? This, this just happened so fast. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were just feeling a sense of sensitivity for the lack of indoor plumbing, and now he's a lawyer for a lobbyist for pesticides? I mean, something definitely Monsanto, happened at, yeah. at Yale. Something definitely happened at Yale. Well, what happens at Yale? <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. Number one, he got into the affirmative action program, which he was probably bitter about or got took heat for and right. was mad about, probably. But who knows? But like, something but just Yale happens. Is, At Yale some is, point, yeah. you just go, you know what? I just want money so much that I will do whatever. Yeah. I mean, Monsanto is an abysmal, abysmal organization. Yeah, they really are. 
After two years, he went to work uh, for Danforth as a legislative aide in Washington. In 1980, he went to a black conservatives conference, and the Washington Post published an article about him. Okay. Now he's getting a little attention. This happens too. Yeah, because they're too. like, they're like, we found a unicorn, yeah. like a black conservative. You I, gotta write that up. Well, I would. You, you can even honestly trace th- that sensation back. Like, if you if you're him and you go through the like that seminary program and things like that, you're the only black guy. You're treated differently. To now, you go into an environment where your race actually makes you something, uh, elevates you. Yes. I mean that's. You know, I while while you know, fuck that that group of gentlemen. Still, like you kind, I guess you can kind of understand the psychology behind it a little bit. You know, yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, Malcolm X had a name for people like Clarence Thomas. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So the article gets some attention from the Reagan administration. Good. And then they offered him a job as the assistant secretary for civil rights in the Department of Education. Okay. Right. Well, and and can I just jump in again and say that knowing Reagan's track record with civil rights, yes. obviously he had a big uh, I don't, imprint upon I don't him. think we've ever had a president that did more for civil rights than Ronald Reagan. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. 100%. <laughs> Clarence took the job. Soon he was promoted to head of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, where he supervised federal efforts to curb discrimination in the workplace. You can see how there's going to be a problem, right? Yeah, there's a sense, uh, <laughs> looking down the river further, I see some rocky areas and some conflict ahead. So Clarence uh, instead allowed companies to be more flexible with hiring minorities. Okay. He ended uh, the use of class action suits that relied on statistical evidence of discriminatory effects. So he basically... Logical cases were no longer allowed. Yeah, like no more stats to prove prove a point. Stats will prove your point. Yeah. uh, So let's get rid of stats. Right. Civil rights groups were furious when he did this. Now, Anita Hill was born on July 30th, 1956 in Lone Tree, Oklahoma. She was the youngest of 13 children. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. She went to Oklahoma State University and then Yale Law School. And after being admitted to the bar in 1980, she worked at a Washington, D.C. law firm. And then 1981 was hired as an attorney advisor to Clarence Thomas in the Office of Civil Rights. Uh-huh. Their working relationship was good. It was good at first. Uh-huh. Quote, I thought that he respected my work and that he trusted my judgment. Uh-huh. But after three months, he asked her to go out with him. She declined, saying it would jeopardize their good working relationship. Also, he's married. I was going to ask. Yeah, he's married. So what? Yeah. The the comfort... Yeah. uh, Even... Okay. If you're cheating, Mm -hmm. don't you just feel a tremendous sense of guilt? Aren't you always hiding it? No, I don't. Instead, you're at work... David. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, you're at work, like, come on, date me. I don't know how... Yeah, yeah. I mean, How do you compartmentalize it? That, that's right. I, I've never understood, like, like cheating to me, like, you, you're, like, if I cheat on my wife, I feel fucking yes. horrible. But yeah. then on top of that, just doing it at work or, like, people you, that are all around you all the time, yeah. like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, clearly, it turned crazy. It's a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, so she declined, uh, saying it would jeopardize their good working relationship. <laughs> and you're married. Yeah. Also, uh, she was uh, very uncomfortable with the idea of dating him, and she explained that to him. Clearly, she thought that would end it. It did not. He kept asking her out. And he asked her to justify why she was saying no. 
Which well, is, first of all, by the way, that's a cool that you come off cool when you do that. Yeah, you do. Why? Well, look at me. I'm fucking awesome. Hey, does this follow up uh, validate you in any way? Why? You notice I'm, I kind of look like a square. Why? This always happened when they were alone. Clarence then started using the times they had to be together at work to talk about sex. Ugh. He started calling her into his office and then discussing things of a sexual nature. Quote, his conversations were very vivid. He talked about different sex scenes he had seen in porn movies. Whoa, that's just how you that. What? Have you never hit on a woman? That's how you do it. You invite Excuse her me, in. Miss. Uh, I'll actually buy her next one, please. Yeah. Um, what do you do for work? I am an attorney. Great, great. Yeah. You know, I was watching a porno this morning. What? Where uh, it was a couple of attorneys. What? And uh, one of the prosecuting attorneys. Bent the defense attorney what? over the bench, over and the, the stenographer uh, started kissing the process. It was a very hot sex, and I watched sound. and I watched it for ages. I love porno, I, so sometime would you maybe want to go camping? No, <laughs> maybe with no, me? No, no, no. I've that, been watching a lot of good camping porno lately. That makes and, me. Less want to go camping with you. Does that make sense? There like, was uh well, I just, if I may, indulge me for a moment. Okay. I was watching a porno about a week, week and a half ago. Not camping. everybody calls them pornos. I was it? watching a camping porno, uh-huh. and uh, it was basically this couple was worried that there was going to be a bear, and they lost some of their supplies, uh-huh. and then they were cold, so they decided to s- sleep next to each other for warmth. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, he ends up doing a little bit of anal. Uh, they're what? in the woods, and there's no bear. They had a bear sound effect. But they probably had sex in three or four different positions. Sorry, this is an interview, right? Would you like to go to a barbecue? No. No, I don't want to go anywhere with you. It's funny, because I was actually watching a porno that had a barbecue <laughs> scene in it the other day. <laughs> uh, the porns included... Women having sex with animals. Oh, my God. What? Group this, sex. What? Group sex and rape. What? It's, look, this is just office conversation. <sighs> so I you ever saw, seen a lady fuck a yak? <laughs> you ever seen it? Can we actually just talk about the case? This woman took yak cock in a way that well, should be illegal. Might be illegal. You're a lawyer. What do you think? Well, I think illegal is woman, what's actually happening in this room right now. Should a woman be able to... Yak bang? No, and I don't want to know about yak banging. I would just like to talk about the case I'm here to talk about. You ever seen a... No. Okay. All right. Oh, we can talk about the case, but I just want to run through. I've got a couple more pornos on the docket (laughs) to run through. There was some crazy shit. This lady had sex with an alligator. Okay. Their penises are very tiny. I don't want to talk anymore. All right. You look good. I don't. Work is normal, right? No. Give me a fist bump? No. Give me a kiss? Mm-mm. Ah. Clarence would also discuss porn that had guys with huge cocks. He specifically brought up porn star Along Dong Silver. Oh, my God. What is happening? And honestly, as a young boy at the time, if you've never seen a photo of Long Dong Silver, go ahead and look at it. What? Don't, really, I, that is not... It's really disturbing. We do not condone that. Um, he also talked about women with big breasts. Quote, on several occasions, Thomas told me graphically of his own sexual prowess. So he is just full on disgusting. Yeah, he's just a fucking piece of a shit. A predator. Yeah, a work. full on predator. Right. Disgusting. Fucking everything you, everything. 
Like he's the stereotypical nightmare fucking asshole boss yeah. who's just gross. And so misguided too to think. I mean, the idea and also that has this no is, idea how women work. Yes, that's what I mean. That's like, what always. That's what, with these guys it always comes down. Like no woman in her right mind ever wants to fucking hear this ever yeah, ever. Yeah, but it's yeah. also about power and control and freaking them out. Well, and we all know the feeling when you just watched a cool porn. Mm-hmm. You want to scream it from rooftops. Yeah, let I mean, everyone I know. I know I do. And Nina told him she did not want to have these discussions, and especially in such a graphic way. She'd always try to turn the conversation back to work or even talk about his background of religion. Quote, my efforts to change the subject were rarely successful. And he kept asking her out. But she was his only assistant and so was subjected to it often. Ugh. After a while, though, it ended. Uh, the conversations and asking out all of it. And she thought their working relationship could go back to being professional. So when Clarence went to the EEOC, Anita had to decide whether or not to go with him, and she decided to, working as his, as his assistant. Quote, the work itself was interesting. I also faced the realistic fact that I had no alternative job. The first months went fine. Nothing sexual happened, and no date requests. And then in the fall of 1982, it started up again. He started asking why she didn't go out with him and making comments about how she looked and whether... What she was wearing made her more or less sexually attractive. <sighs> Quote, he began to show real displeasure in his tone of voice, his demeanor, and his continued pressure for an explanation. And is married. And he's married. Quote, one of the oddest episodes I remember was an occasion in which Thomas was drinking a Coke in his office. He said, who has put pubic hair on my Coke? He also kept commenting about how he had a big dick and how good he was going down on women. <sighs> Which I like to call the trifecta. Uh, that's just uh, how how you. That's how you talk to women. Uh, also, he's he's. It's there's there's a there's a there's a stupidity here. Yes. Like there there's like some some guys know how to talk to women. Uh, uh, some guys don't. But this is this is a combination of of not understanding women. At all. This is nerd power. This and, Yes. And being really fucking dumb yeah, on top of it. Like is, being completely ignorant about how women work. Yeah. This is, this is, I mean, it is. He's been in many positions where his status is so low. His status is now so high that he's yielding it for evil. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and asking her out while doing, because he knows. But also. He, he, there's no way he can't sense. It's like Louis C.K. when he, when he jerks off uh, when he closes the door and jerks off in front of a woman who works for him. He's more turned on by the confusion in her eyes than anything else. But I also don't understand like the, the, I mean, and I guess it's just different brains entirely, but the idea that once you're shot down, once you're dead, you move away. I mean, like you've become a, you're, you're a sad relic of a moment past. Yeah. If you keep, yeah. But that's why it goes back to, I think it's about power. It's, it's it's like a a lesser version of, well, and now, now it sounds like, yeah, exactly. It's more like he resents her. So now he's like, all right, I'll just, I can hail Mary it all day. Yeah. You know? So now Anita is extremely stressed out. She's worried uh, he was going to fire her, demote her. She started looking for another job in January 1983, but it was hard because she was worried if he found out, he'd take it out on her. Uh, And then there was a hiring freeze put in place by Reagan. In February, Anita was so stressed out that she was hospitalized for five days for stomach pains. Wow. And after she was released, she doubled down on finding a new job. In the spring, she was offered a job at Oral Roberts University teaching law, and she took it. 
When she told Clarence, he said she, quote, would no longer have an excuse for not going out with him. Ah, Clarence, (laughs) can we talk to you over here? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fucking God damn it. She said she still didn't want to go out with him. He offered to take her out to dinner uh, only as a professional courtesy between boss and employee as a goodbye dinner. Oh, no. And she reluctantly agreed. Ugh. He told her for the, at the dinner, he told her for the most part, he was happy with her work, except for one thing she had done. Quote, he said that if I ever told anyone about his behavior toward me, it could ruin his career. So he knows, like he fucking knows. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Anita then left in July and hardly had any contact with Clarence Thomas after. Now, Clarence's personal life, not going great. Uh, His grandfather died in 1983 and he got a divorce the next year. Okay. Uh, in 1986, he met Virginia Lamp. She was an o- Omaha-raised Republican who worked in Congress and then became a lobbyist where she lobbied against things like the Family Medical and Leave Act, which would make large employers give paid unpaid leave to child to people who just had a kid. Right. So she's lobbying against yeah, maternity allowing kid not even maternity leave unpaid maternity leave. She's lobbying oh, against parents being able to take time off. What? Without the company paying for it. Yeah. That's what she's lobbying against. Right. So she is... So in other words, you can't be a parent. Yes. So right. she is a stain on humanity. Right. Uh, things, she's a pube on the Coke can of society. Thank you. Things were turning around for Clarence, though. In 1990, President Bush appointed him to the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Now, he's never been a judge. And now he's going straight to the Court of Appeals. Oh he's God. never been a judge. Court of Appeals is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. So that's where he's going, especially the D.C. one. He's going straight to the fucking, you know, high levels of being a judge. No experience whatsoever. In 1991, Thurgood Marshall retired from the Supreme Court. Thurgood was a brilliant attorney who played an instrumental role in promoting I, racial equality during the civil rights movement. I can't believe he's about to... I mean, the rise to the Supreme Court is... Yeah. So fast for sure. never having been a judge. Yeah. Uh, Thurgood uh, argued a record-breaking 32 cases before the Supreme Court and won 29 of them. He won more cases before the Supreme Court than anyone. He was then put on the Supreme Court by Lyndon Johnson and became the first black judge on the court. He is one of the most influential people in shaping social policies in America and upholding laws to protect minorities. Now, after stepping down... President George H.W. Bush thought it would be great to replace a man who fought for minority justice with a man who loathed it. Right. But they were the same skin color. Right. So there you go. 43-year-old Clarence Thomas. Bush said Clarence was the, quote, best person in the country to take Marshall's place on the court. It's so offensive on so many levels that it's astounding. Yeah. Bush's attorney general told him replacing Marshall with someone who did not hold his views would make it very difficult. And, of course, minority groups were furious. They hated his conservative views on civil rights and thought he was against abortion. So now, at this time, Supreme Court nominees were evaluated by a committee of the American Bar Association. Okay. So the bar would, like, look at them and evaluate them and say, here's how good they are, here's how bad they are. Right. Um, And then the Senate Judiciary Committee would take that into advisement when they did their hearing. Right. Uh, Now, Republicans already knew Clarence Thomas is a shit pick, just a shit pick, with almost no experience as a judge and that the bar would give him a poor rating. 
Over the summer, rumors swirled around D.C. about Anita's sexual harassment by Clarence. She was now a professor at the University of Oklahoma. Democratic staffers went to her and asked her to discuss it. She did with the agreement that she would stay anonymous. But Joe Biden was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Right. And uh, his staff told her if it went into the record, her name would have to be used. On September 6th, she said she wanted to think about coming forward. The hearing was supposed to start in four days. Okay. So the White House and Republican senators pressured the bar to give Clarence an average, quote, qualified rating. So they're so... so, (laughs) The ceiling is average. They're literally, like, so worried about how shitty he is that they're like, can we just get it like he doesn't suck? I mean, it really does just go, like, I mean, I'm not... It started before that, obviously, but, like, this... I mean, just what our system is based on, which is just like nepotism, you know, garbage. I mean, just non-qualifications versus what bidding will you do? Well, if you don't, if you don't have the idea that you're begging a bar association to make a Supreme Court justice look good. If you have a Supreme Court and you don't again, this all this all comes down to to handshakes, right? Yeah, that's why Trump gets away with everything because there are no laws written right. that tells you what to fucking do. Right. There's no law that says you have to give your tax uh, records, which no, you should have to. All, just like all that stuff. stuff yeah. So again, this is another handshake thing. Like it should be, you have to have a certain amount of legal experience yeah. in court or as a judge to be on the Supreme Court, yeah. or else you get dumb assholes. Yeah. Well, it's cool, though. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, So uh, at the same time, the Republicans, so at the same time as they're pushing the bar to give them a qualified rating, they're they're painting the bar as a partisan. So they're they're working it from both both sides. Right. Uh, And uh, Clarence was given a qualified vote, although two, uh, uh, 12 people voted, two voted not qualified and one refused to vote. Okay. Uh, So... This was one of the lowest levels of support a Supreme Court nominee had ever received it's in the history of the bar. It's high. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. That's crazy. <laughs> the Senate Judiciary Committee, yeah, he got, he got something he didn't deserve. Yeah. Um, so the Senate Judiciary Committee hearings began on uh, September 10th, 1991. Joe Biden's the chairman. This was just three years after Biden had been forced to withdraw from the presidential race for accusations of plagiarism and what he considered attacks on his character. Okay. So... <laughs> A previous Supreme Court nominee, Robert Bork, had been rejected, and people saw uh, thought much of it was because of personal attacks. So Biden wanted to uh, avoid that again. So he's people, got people thought that the reason why Bork was not put on was personal attacks. Well, some people did. Yeah, they why thought. because of back alley abortions? Yeah, well, you know, you know how they are. I mean, yeah, it's all, they all were like, oh, "This man is a good man." Yeah. Right. Um, so Biden wants to avoid personal attacks for two reasons: because he felt personally attacked uh, as a presidential candidate because uh-huh. he plagiarized uh-huh. uh, a British speech. Uh-huh. And uh, well, he said mate 40 times in it. It's yeah. so obvious. Uh, These and- are my mates. <laughs> Cheers, mates. Cheers. And then the reason is the Bork thing. He doesn't want to go through that again. Right. So he, he's trying to keep it all about business. business. Now, witnesses both for and against uh, would be heard. Um, so Clarence testified. During the hearing, Clarence would not express opinions about policies or how he would constitutionally interpret situations. Well, and at the time, people thought he was being cagey, but they didn't realize that that was just going to be how he ruled, by just being <laughs> quiet. Quiet and dumb. Yeah, quiet and foolish. He said he had not come up with a position on Roe versus Wade. Uh-huh. They, yeah. They, I mean, 
It's just bullshit. They, 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 truly, this should start. They they should start. They should have like heart rate monitor. They, you should be like you should. There should be someone there who's just like he's lying. Yeah, like he does remember. Yeah. Uh, the hearings lasted ten days and ended on September twentieth. But afterwards, Democratic senators started to worry about Anita's experiences, or uh, more like if they would become public later, and then they would look bad. Well, didn't, didn't weren't they also like they they were not respectful of her? And well, like, we'll get there. Okay, but this is just they've done the hearing. The hearing is right, over. Right. Now they're going to go to a vote to send it to the Senate floor. Right. But now they're worried. Like, oh well, this Anita Hill stuff is out there. Right. Will this make us look bad when the it right, comes out? The right way to look at the things. Yeah. Uh, so How does this affect my re-election? Senator Edward Kennedy and some others pushed Biden to do something about it. So Biden told Anita she could let the committee members know, you know, officially by submitting to an FBI investigation. So he's saying if there's an FBI investigation, then it'll go to the committee mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But, but she had... Uh, both she and Clarence would be interviewed. So she agreed. Wow. And it was interviewed by the FBI in Oklahoma three days later. She also sends an affidavit to the Judiciary Committee. Okay. Clarence was then interviewed by the FBI at home. And on September 27th, the committee met to vote. Okay. Anita's charges had still not been made public. So the only people who know about it are, are the, the... The Judiciary. The, yeah, the Judiciary Committee and the FBI. So but Nobody. Biden told Democrats about her statements just hours before the... Why is it being handled so improperly? I don't know. Why is Joe Biden handling this improperly? But, I mean, is it he... he, What is his fear? His fear is that he's going to look bad. He thinks that it shouldn't be about personal stuff. It should just be about... Because... He literally thinks this doesn't matter. Right. Uh, So they voted. The vote was deadlock 7-7. Okay. So... Republicans actually did not see the statement until days after. Oh, wow. What? At some point, Biden said to his fellow committee members, uh, text 30030303030. Okay, no, first Biden told, at a break or something, uh, Biden told Clarence he would oppose him, but would send his nomination to the Senate floor. Okay. And it looked like he would be approved despite Democrats controlling the Senate. What? So Democrats have like on? 57 senators, so they're completely control the Senate. And, they're, and just the majority of them are not going to know about this. We, yeah, unless it unless, comes out. Right. But the FBI investigation, yeah. Biden also told Clarence he would be treated fairly if the sexual harassment allegations were made public. Biden told Tom, okay, that also sounds crazy. Senator John Danforth and Clarence's wife would later write that Biden said, quote, I think you're a good man, and if these allegations come up, I don't think they have merit. I will be your biggest defender. Oh, God. So at this, Uh, at this. uh, He's got receipts. uh, Yeah. So at this, at this vote, so they're still, they're still in this, you know, they've, they've deadlocked seven to seven, so Uh they're still going all day. And then Biden says at the hearing or whatever it is, quote, I believe there are certain things that are not at issue at all. And that is his character. This is about what he believes. And then in what was described as a very warning tone, Biden said, quote, I know my colleagues and I urge everyone else to refrain from personalizing this battle. Now, he's basically talking to his fellow Democrats. You would literally think that Joe Biden had done the exact same thing based on what his behavior his behavior is. 
Now, now he made this statement, but at no point had anyone in the hearing said anything about Clarence not being a good guy. That had never come up. It was just all business. So some reporters were there, and they're like, well, what the fuck is this statement? Yeah, they were like, wait, what? So, so they Why started, put this out? Yeah, what are you doing? So they started No matter doing, what, it shouldn't be about his character. <laughs> Thank you. None of this should be about his dick. Okay. Uh, so they started looking into it. Uh-huh. Uh, at the end of the day, after an extensive debate, the Judiciary Committee voted 13-1 to forward Clarence Thomas's nomination to the full Senate on September 27, 1991. So even though the Democrats have a woman's statement... An FBI investigation, she's making claims of sexual harassment and really grotesque. They All of the Democrats but one vote, vote for to, to pass it on. Pass it on. On October 6th, NPR aired a story breaking down Anita's sexual harassment charges. The fact both uh, had been interviewed by the FBI as well as an interview with Anita herself. And it was backed by witnesses who said at the time Anita had told them this was going on. Now, so they for interviewed me, the Coke camp. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so for me, one of the biggest, if a woman comes forward years later, one of the biggest pieces of proof is if other people say, yes, she told me at the time. Right. That to me is just damning. Right. Uh, Newsday, a New York paper also broke the story on the same day. So then Anita held a press conference and said she would testify. Okay. She did this one day before the final vote was. So they're about this to vote in the Senate like the next a script. day. Yeah. Yeah. Biden is now worried people will be upset about how he handled things. Uh, yeah, of course. I don't know why. That's I can't why, imagine that, why. The, the level of uh, corruption that, I mean, truly. Well, it's not, is it corruption or is it just a total lack of it, human empathy it and is, morals? But it's in, it's, you, you, you sacrifice those in order to maintain status quo so that you keep your job, so that you keep making money and are still powerful. So he felt, he felt like he had followed the rules. The FBI investigated and that was given to members of the committee. And so he's like, that's what was supposed to have been done. But Democrats then postponed the vote for a week after this hits. Democrats agree to have another round of hearings. Okay. But they gave concessions to the Republicans. I don't know why you're shaking your head. Just because no, they, they, it have has 50, never, they have it has, 50. It's just, it never, it will never change. They have 57. They have complete power. Yes. And they're like, well, what do you guys want? What do you guys what want? What can we do to get you guys to agree to do this? The new hearings will start in three days. There will be no second committee vote on Clarence. Okay, so it so, automatically is going to go to the Senate. Yes. Uh, yeah. And there would be a floor vote regardless of what was learned in the hearing. So no matter what is said in the hearing, he's still going to get an up or down vote. Correct. Furthermore, Biden and Republicans came to the agreement that the hearings would solely focus on sexual harassment and avoid stuff like Clarence's love of porn. Well, uh, out of the things that creeped me out, hearing him talk about porn and his own dick were the things that were, I would say, were top tier (laughs) issues. So that's left out. Because that has no relevance here, Bering. No. He's not going to do that when he's on the Supreme Court. Of course not. You learn a lot just yeah. when you put on the robe. It's that's a right. robe of knowledge. It's that's a robe right. of change. It's a magic robe. It is. Biden then gave Clarence the choice to testify before or after Anita. 
What why? kind of home why? field advantage bullshit is this? Fucking why? All right, Anita's going to receive. Anita, which side of the court do you want to sit on? I mean, you fucking make the call, Biden. Yeah. You fucking make the call. Be you tough. This guy's a fucking this, by the predator. Way, uh, even looking at it from a selfish angle, this is a time for Joe Biden to actually do it right and get away from like looking like a fuck up. Yeah. So he could like reset and be like, no, let's go. Yeah. We yeah. got to like this. We got this guy's a douchebag. I'm not saying we don't vote him in because he's a douchebag. I'm saying because people will know that I knew he was a douchebag and wouldn't say he was a douchebag. So now we got to say he's a douchebag. <laughs> So uh, Clarence chooses to testify first. Okay. Biden called. Would like to receive. Biden called Anita to tell her. She asked how the hearing would be conducted. And uh, Bi- really sloppily. <laughs> I'll be in charge, and I'm. Uh, I, I'm going to say here's the deal. A lot. Biden said, "Quote: Well, at this point, the only thing we can do is to conduct an open hearing." Now Anita felt like he was blaming her for having to hold the hearing. Also, he. By yes. the way, he pushed all this. Yes. And if you think back to what she first said, she was like, I just don't want anyone to know my name. Yeah. That's and now she... you're like, we're having an, I mean, the level of heightening this is going through is absurd. Yeah. Uh, Republican. Once so, we make the movie that's based on you. So Biden thought that an invest, FBI investigation would happen. That FBI investigation, uh, the report would then go to the committee and then no one else would hear about it. Right. That's what he so thought. He, well, he was hoping it would all get buried. That's what he thought right. would happen. And right. now he's upset with her for right. coming forward. Well, I hope you're happy. <laughs> You've done it again. Excuse me? <laughs> You've done it again, Anita. You really always seem to be at the center of these issues, don't you? Um, what? Republican congressional staff were now uh, looking for affidavits from Anita's past law students that would state she'd engaged in unseemly behaviors. They also looked for any info about psychological conditions that would make her lie about Clarence Thomas. Senator Alan Simpson believed Anita's claims did not merit serious concern. He was, quote, angered to the core. He's he's angry. Well, so these these guys are, you know, they're all over 60. Uh, They've been in power forever. They literally think that this is fine. Yeah, they think it's fine to do what he did. And they do. And they do feel uh, like like people are invading their territory. That's right. They're very territorial and they're very rude. And and even when it's something like this, they're like dicks. Yeah. In an interview, you said these guys are old and white. Yeah. It's interesting. In an interview, he said, quote, this is Simpson, uh, I'm really getting stuff over the transom about Professor Hill. I have got statements from her, former law professors, statements from people that know her, statements from Tulsa, Oklahoma, saying, watch out for this woman. Yeah, watch out. She's really at the... Watch out. This is 91. And I love people that act like Republicans changed at some point. Yeah. Like they always haven't been the most fucking vicious, disgusting pieces of shit that have ever existed. As well as Democrats. Uh, I know. Well, this isn't painting Democrats good either. Well, that's their job. Their job is to be marginally better. Yeah. So that we keep believing in heroes. The hearing started three days later. Networks all covered it live. Witnesses who were going to appear were subpoenaed and sworn in. That included four witnesses who said Anita told them she was being harassed while it happened. In his opening statement, Biden said this was not a courtroom and the same rules did not apply. Quote, we are not here, or at least I am not here, to be an advocate for one side or the other with respect to the specific allegations which we will review. Yeah, you are. 
<laughs> yes. I'm not culpable. He's literally saying he's not on a team. He's, yeah. not, he, he's literally saying that he doesn't care of a conservative. This guy is replacing Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Washington Post, quote, some former Senate aides describe Biden as having a preoccupation with being liked by members of both parties. Right. Biden also said, quote, the chair does not have the power to rule out of order questions that are not relevant to our proceedings. Sorry, say that again. The chair does not have the power to rule out of order questions that are not relevant to our proceedings. So any question goes? Basically, that's what he's saying. Any question goes. That is basically. Can we see your penis, Clarence? I mean, he's literally saying I can't. I There's have no, no overruling of questions, which is bullshit. That's well, not how course. they fucking work. Especially when you're dealing with something of sexual, like yes. nature, like this. Yes. Like if there's something that makes her uncomfortable, she should not have to talk about it. He said both Anita and Clarence were not on trial, and they would not. Oh, they were not here to badger By and harass way, witnesses. Anita should not feel like she's on trial. No, this is she's like a witness. Yes. So what the fuck? She's the victim. Yes. <laughs> Clarence testified first. He said it had been a hard couple of weeks since he learned. And of, of course, the I'm talking about my dong. <laughs> Man, I watched this porno the other day. You should have seen this scuba porno. <laughs> scuba? Yeah, they had skeks. Scuba sex. Okay. Oh, man. All right, we're going to wrap up the hearing. Uh, you know what scuba stands for? No. Self contained underwater blowing apparatus. Okay, we have to shut Hello. the down. Yeah. Oh. You're not helping your case. Oh, you're helping uh, little Clarence here. No. I'm going to bang it like a gavel. <laughs> Watch. Order! Order in my shorts! <laughs> Uh, Clarence said he was shocked. He said Anita never said anything to him when they worked together and never brought it up with their female coworkers. Which, again, even if that was true, is not, does not make it all right. He painted himself as the victim under attack from the press mm-hmm. and these terrible allegations. Quote, <sighs> I have never in all my life felt such hurt, such pain, such agony. This is where, this is, this, 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 this yeah. is what has to go. My family and I have been done a grave and irreparable injustice. This is not America. This is Kafka-esque. It's not Kafka-esque. There's no. nothing about this that's Kafka-esque. Right. How does this relate to Kafka? What? Well, Dave. I feel like I'm turning into a bug. <laughs> I am not going to allow myself to be further humiliated in order to be confirmed. Yesterday, uh. I called my mother. Uh-huh. She was confined to her bed, uh. unable to work, uh. unable to stop crying. So I told her a couple pornos and she went to bed. <laughs> enough is enough. I will not provide the rope for my own lynching or further humiliation. Dangerous. Interesting. Might, well, as, well, might as well use that card. Well, well done at the end. But yeah. um, Conservative that, that really is what, that is what it is. It's, it's the inability now to actually accept something as the way it is. And admit fault. Yeah. Rather, you undercut victimization by victimizing yourself. Yeah. And it works. It does work. All you do is you just say that the media is skewed and that you're the enemy of the media. And then that's probably enough to get you through this, the news cycle. Yeah. Now, remember, Anita had given a statement uh, to the FBI and whatever. So right. Biden then started to say Anita did not want her statement read, but instead wanted to testify herself and say it in person. And then Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah cut Biden off. Quote, this is the nomination of a man to become a justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Hatch was irate. Biden asked Hatch if he would yield. 
Isn't he supposed to yield? Well, hold on. Hatch has just cut off the chairman. Right. So there is no yielding. You right. pound your fucking gavel yeah, and, and say, go, dude, shut, shut your fucking yeah, mouth. Yeah. But he's asking him, will you yield? Yield. He just cut you off, right. motherfucker. Yeah. Do your goddamn job. Yeah. So uh, Hatch said, no, let me finish. I'm sorry. And then Biden said, no, I won't. And Hatch just said, yes, you will. And then he finished. Oh, my God. Joe. Quote, he has a right to face the accuser and everything the accuser says. If he doesn't, I'm going to resign from this committee today. I'm telling you, I don't want to be on it. Republicans were already starting to completely roll over Joe Biden and control the hearings. Right. So Anita testified next. But I'll bet you that they liked him. Yes. Which is what matters. That's all that matters. Uh, Anita gave her opening statement. She was very quiet and poised. Uh, so she's black. She's 35 years old. The committee is all male, all white, and all over 60. Great visual. Perfect. Yeah. Biden set the rules. It's quotes. just like a bunch of guys you don't want to see naked in the locker room. <laughs> That's right. That's how I would describe our government. Quote, this is Biden. It is appropriate to ask Professor Hill anything any member wishes to ask her to plumb the depths of her credibility. I've got a member that would like to talk. No, Clarence. But can you imagine? Yeah, no. A you, free for all. You, yeah, he is literally setting her up to be savage. All right, let's stone the witch. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. You can ask her anything you want. Yeah. Yeah, you can ask to her. To test any- her fucking credibility. Yeah. yeah. This guy is a fucking piece of shit. Crazy. Anita would later, later say it was worse than being on trial because she had absolutely no legal protections. That's crazy. Republicans brutally went after Anita, and Joe did not put up a fight to stop it. Uh, uh, Republican said it was weird. She waited eight years to reveal this and that there were inconsistencies between her FBI interview and her statements Which in the is, hearing. I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, but the, uh, she didn't wait. She right. like was like, I don't, I just want to get away from this they're guy. They're just saying, why didn't you come? Why didn't you at the time? Do because something? he wasn't going to be on the Supreme court. Well, come on. Like, like a fucking woman at that time can come forward yeah. and then you get fucking well, blacklisted. What about this environment? Doesn't make you feel comfortable, Anita. Yeah. Uh, Anita said, quote, I may have shirked a duty, used poor judgment uh, as far as not reporting him, but uh, she was concerned with her career and didn't want to burn any bridges with the boss. They questioned her motives and alluded to the fact that they had a pile of hideous details of her private life. Miss Hill, who did put that pubic hair upon the can of Coco Clarence's Thomas? Uh, So Senator Arlen Specter, he is from... He's a good guy. Easy on the eyes, too. He's from Pennsylvania. He accused her of, quote, flat-out perjury. He's accusing her of perjury at a non-trial? Professor Hill, you said that you took it to mean that Judge Thomas wanted to have sex with you. But, in fact, he never did ask you to have sex, correct? No, he did not ask me to have sex. He did continually pressure me to go out with him continually, and he would not accept my explanation as one as being, uh, being valid. You are not now drawing a conclusion that Judge Thomas sexually harassed you. Yes, I am drawing that conclusion. That well, is then my... I don't understand. Pardon me? Then I don't understand. And on page three, it was my opinion at the time, and is now my opinion, that Ms. Hill's fantasies about sexual interest in her were an indication of the fact that she was having a problem being rejected by men she was attracted to. Uh, 
fact is, flatly, he never asked you to look at pornographic movies with him. With him? No, he did not. I don't want I'd rather not. No, to determine whether or not the witness ever saw the FBI report. Does she know what was stated by the FBI about her conversation? Well, uh, Mr. Chairman, I'm asking her about what she said to the no, FBI. I'm just asking it. Now that you have read the FBI report, you can see that it contains no reference to any mention of Judge Thomas's private parts or sexual prowess or size of his private parts oh. and his sexual prowess and Long John Silver, that that information was comprehended within the statement, quote, Thomas liked to discuss specific sex acts, sex acts and frequency of sex. I did not bring the information forward to try to establish a legal claim for sexual harassment. I think we, we differ on our interpretation of what I said. Well, what am I, what, what am I missing here, Chair, Professor Hill? The witness speak in her own words rather than having words put in her mouth? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I object to that. I object to that vociferously. I'm asking... Okay. So and I'm, I'm going to keep going with this, but but one thing, Kennedy jumps. One in. thing, uh, when when Biden tried to say something and Arlen Arlen went back at him, he just basically shrugs his shoulders, yeah. and now he is being interrupted by e Edward Kennedy, who was actually doing his fucking job. Right. Who was actually doing his fucking right. job. Questions here. Senator Kennedy has anything to say? Let him participate in this hearing. Oh, wait, Biden's sitting right next to yeah. him. He, he's fucking doing it because Biden isn't saying anything. Right. God damn it. No, that, 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 uh, uh, that is the I, weakest gavel. That is he, like he gaveled and then laughed. And that's like a baby gavel. Biden gaveled and then laughed. His gavel is very tiny, too. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Okay. This proceeding has been uh, illuminating to uh, tell America what is the law on sexual harassment. That is something which had not been known. Uh, I just uh, uh, would have wished in retrospect that we had done this earlier uh, and that uh, this educational process had not come in uh, this form uh, on a Supreme Court nominee at, uh, at this stage. I have wondered about the quality of those explanations, candidly. Uh, but there is no description for this entire proceeding other than, uh, other than a tragedy. Uh, the, okay. Th that... that it, <laughs> what that that is if you watch that video joe biden looks there's two choices Lost. insanely weak or doesn't give a shit but there is no other explanation for i think it's behavior. a beautiful combination of both because it always comes down to you know quote unquote electability how how well you can work with others but why do you want to work with others when the others are just, I mean, are doing shit, like, are just terrible. And that really is, I mean, you, we keep pulling the thread of how did we end up where we are. It's like, it's so evident there. But the, 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 the real thing is that she, the idea that she has to sit there for, the, like, 
her internal monologue must just be like, oh my God. just get through this and it'll end and time will pass because it's very clear that she's being scapegoated and uh, condescended by them saying like, this is like by calling this like a teachable moment for what sexual harassment is. It's like, that's why, not why I came here. No, I didn't come here so that I could be the face of what sexual harassment I mean, what is the for fuck you is fucking that? white assholes. Yeah. Like nobody knew this is, this wasn't legal. To like, talk but he's, like, about he's almost dick. thanking her at the end. He's like, yeah. I think there's been very educated. It's like, yeah. dude, you just, you were a prick. Yeah. So that's, that's Arlen Specter who, uh, He's a Republican moderate from uh, Pennsylvania. Moderate. And now, uh, next up, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of Senator Howell Heflin of Alabama. Good. The progressive state of Alabama. I've got to determine what your motivation might be. Are you a scorned woman? Uh, do you have a militant attitude relative to the area of civil rights? Do you have a martyr complex? The issue of fantasy has arisen are you interested in writing a book uh, okay uh, <clears throat> that was a democrat oh no what the democrats and the republicans each got three people to pick to ask questions wow so out of their seven people one of them one of them was a cartoonish southern yeah. racist psychopath and i mean the the way that i mean the level of thinking is that's astounding are you even out of touch for an out of touch government uh, but that's who Do you have a sexual are you here to promote some kind of book about sexual fantasies it's really it's really it's really crazy so wow so that's the hearing that she's undergoing it's cool, though, because um, she's got a lot of allies. Uh, as they had set out to do, Republicans uh, then dug up a Texas businessman, part-time professor, and Republican named John Doggett III, who was friends with Clarence Thomas. He had written a sworn statement claiming Anita fantasized about him and was romantically interested in him. So what? So I looking, mean, even this if is that the, was the case. But this is the delusional angle they're looking for. They want to paint her as delusional. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. So what? It should never so have been what? allowed. It, it has, should, that has nothing to do. But remember, Biden said you can undermine yes, her credibility. You can ask so anything. He, he allowed this to happen. Yes. This was the delusional angle they're looking for. The Republicans read it into the record. Anita strongly denied everything Doggett said. Quote, I did not at any time have a fantasy about a romance with him. But now Republicans wanted to call Doggett to testify. Biden said, quote, I mean, uh, just think of the absurdity of what you are saying. Yes. They want to prove a fantasy. Yeah. Biden. What sort of lion in the witch in the wardrobe court? Biden said, quote, there was no right answer. Joe. I'm going to have to text something to 03303030303. Which wasn't true because it was in the violation of the rules that they had set up. So literally calling this guy forward is in violation of the rules. And Biden says there's no right answer. So whose fucking team is he Well, on? so what's the point of being there if there's no right answer? What, that's like a ref being like, there's no out of bounds. And then at the hearing, Biden put it on Anita and asked her to decide if Doggett should come testify. What? 
And she gave in and said he could. What? What? Because if she's, if she says no, it, that Dave, makes it seem like she's lying. It could not be closer to a Salem witch trial. Literally, <sighs> what is your answer? That's, if you're not a witch, then why did you float? That's right. After the first day, Biden immediately started taking heat for how poorly he was running the hearing and how shitty this all looked. And by shitty, I mean Anita Hill was now clearly on trial. Biden, quote, I don't want to be a judge. I hate this job. But all of my colleagues uh. here are telling everybody how awful the process is. Let me be completely blunt about it. It's like democracy. It's a lousy form of it's government. Like except like democracy. Except no one's figured out another way. Wow. What, what kind of ambassador... <sighs> So for race, crazy America, two black Yale graduates who came from poor backgrounds talking about sex, this is a media dream. After the first day, a local New York news channel called it, quote, X-rated and extraordinary. News crews spoke to people on the street. Every interview I watched, men said Clarence was being attacked and did nothing wrong. And almost all women said she was telling the truth. So when Clarence came back, Senator Orrin Hatch, Utah, held up a copy of the novel, The Exorcist. What? <laughs> what? What is... He better be promoting it. And this happened. Ever read this book? No. The Exorcist? Exorcist? No, Senator. Ever see the movie? I've seen only the scene with the bed flapping. You said you never did say this. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? You never did talk to her about long dong silver. Can we just say that this is the greatest thing about this hearing is that a bunch of guys had to say long dong silver over and over it, again. It, it also it was like when Clinton got the like yeah. I was like the penis. <laughs> you were like this yeah, is so really. long. We the Judiciary Committee calls long dong silver. <laughs> okay, uh, I should probably listen. I submit those things were found. On page 70 of this particular version of The Exorcist, oh, Burks, sighed Sharon, or sighed Sharon. In a guarded tone, she described an encounter between the senator and the director. Dennings had remarked to him in passing, said Sharon, that there appeared to be, quote, an alien pubic hair floating around in my gin, unquote. And she would have us believe that you were saying these things because you wanted to date her? What? 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 I mean... What proof? What proof? That's what I ha- That's my issue with the Bible. It's... You're just like, yeah, someone wrote it. So it's, what evidence no, is it, that? What evidence is, is there? That's, this is literally... He has saying, the tone of someone who's making a point with zero point. He's saying because there was a pubic hair in a gin... In The Exorcist. In the Exorcist. She lifted that plot. And also, <sighs> how would anybody hit on a woman so weakly? <sighs> like, that's all he says. He reads from The Exorcist. Yeah. Now, being a legal mastermind, Hatch also suggested Anita got the term long dong silver from a sexual harassment lawsuit that had happened in Kansas. Quote, this is a public opinion that's available in any law library. I'm sure it's available there in the law school at Oklahoma. 
So because someone had brought up Long Dong Silver, who I'm sorry, is a the biggest name in porn at the time, uh, since it's in another case, that means she stole it. Anita was never brought back to dispute these accusations. Again, that was Biden's choice. Right. On the third day of hearings, Anita's lawyers uh, said she had passed a lie detector test. So now that made Republicans mad. Right. So um, already furious, Senator Alan Simpson read a statement from a federal prosecutor. Quote, if a person suffers from a delusional disorder, he or she may pass a polygraph test. Uh, What about evidence? Simpson was calling Anita Hill delusional. Senator Simpson did not mention that the federal prosecutor who made the statement was part of Clarence's defense team. Clarence laid it, uh, really laid it on to the committee for his final statement. Quote, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way designed to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. It's effective. Yeah, so he's the... the la- one of the very last witnesses was Doggett. Long Doggett? No, so, remember oh. the guy that shouldn't be testifying? Oh, right, the Texas guy? He gave a rambling, argumentative testimony. He said Anita was, quote, somewhat unstable and had a problem with men, especially John Doggett. Quote, Miss Hill's fantasies about my sexual interest in her were an indication of the fact that she was having a problem with being rejected by men she was attracted to. (sighs) Of course, Biden told Doggett it sounded like a, quote, true leap of faith or ego. And then Democratic Senator Howard Metzenbaum of Ohio started asking Doggett about unsworn allegations that he had harassed a 19-year-old woman that he worked with. Okay, so, so counter surveillance. This entire thing is about undermining the credibility yeah. of Anita Hill. So now this Democratic senator is doing his job, which is undermining the credibility of this guy. Biden, Biden cut him off. Uh, he said there was no evidence that Doggett had done anything wrong and apologized to him. Wow. Oh my God. Four witnesses testified. What a f- what a colossal fuck up and fuck you. Yeah. Four witnesses testified for Anita. Two said she had told them about Clarence's sexual harassment when it was happening. 16 people testified that Clarence was awesome. There was one more witness, Angela Wright. She was then an editor at the Charlotte Observer, and she had worked with Clarence at the EEOC. She said he had asked about the size of her breasts and repeatedly asked her to go on dates. Clarence once showed up to her apartment uninvited. Wright had been deposed by Democratic staffers and was now waiting in another room to testify. Joe Biden no. did not call her to testify. What? He said there wasn't enough time. What? Later, other Democrats would say they doubted her credibility, but who's covering for who there? Well, still, there's, Orrin Hatch is reading from The Exorcist. Yes. Credibility doesn't seem to be on trial here. The press knew about Wright and Clarence was asked about her, but when it was over, she was forgotten and not part of the equation because she didn't testify. Yeah. Instead, they have a literal fucking lunatic testifying right. and, and made Anita agree to that. Right. And Wright wasn't the only one. Rose Jourdain worked at the EEOC and said she could verify Wright's account of sexual harassment. Sakari Hardnett also worked at the EEOC. She wrote to the committee, quote, if you were young, black, female, and reasonably attractive, you knew full well 
you were being inspected and auditioned as a female by Thomas. Neither were called to testify. And those were both Joe Biden's decisions. Again, he said, not enough time. The final day of the hearing had been set aside for panels of pro Clarence Thomas witnesses. Plus, did it matter? Joe had already promised a floor vote. Two days later, the Senate voted 52 to 48 to confirm Judge Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court. Two Republicans voted no. Since there were 57 Democrats in the Senate, he could have easily been defeated, but 11 Democrats voted for Clarence Thomas. In 1992, four women were elected to the Senate to bring the total to six out of 100. Six percent. The media then declared it year of the woman. That year, Joe was clearly beginning to understand people didn't think his actions as chairman were worth shit. He told the Washington Post, quote, I erred in not attacking the attackers more frequently and consistently. There still has not been a black female judge on the Supreme Court. Uh, I can think of one I put on there. Uh, Luckily, Joe Biden told an audience in South Carolina five days ago that he would put a black woman on the highest court. Mm -hmm. In 2004, Arlen Specter was primaried by a more conservative Republican, and he barely won. And many Democrats supported him against their own Democratic nominee. Specter won the race against the Democrat and was back in the Senate. And in 2009, Specter switched to the Democratic Party. Politico, quote, In the Democratic Party's courtship of Arlen Specter, no one may have played a bigger role than Vice President Joe Biden. Joe apparently thought a lot of the man who said horrific things to Anita Hill. Political quote, Joe said at a fundraiser in Houston that he's been trying to convince Specter that he's really a Democrat for over two decades, calling himself a close friend, maybe the closest friend Specter had in the Senate. Biden said he doesn't expect his former colleague to vote lockstep with the Democrats. Joe, quote, but the what, point... What a, what a huge... I mean, that, that truly says so much about what is wrong. Yes. Yeah. The idea that you... you it is. I mean, it's just. I mean, club. Th- there's been a lot of talk about Biden accepting really horrific people, particularly racists. Yeah. But here's a guy who who raked uh, a woman over the coals who was sexually harassed. And that's his bro. Yeah, that's his bro. Right. Joe, quote, but the point is that Arlen is now freed up to vote in any way that he doesn't have to worry about that angering his leadership. It's a tough spot to be in. He has been in the last a little while. So I think it's a good thing. It's good for my friend, Arlen. It's also good for our party, but it's even better for our country on the real critical issues, healthcare and others. I think you are going to see it's going to make a difference. It didn't. What he did was he voted, uh, he voted with Republicans mostly. And then when, uh, he was up for election, he voted for Democrats in 2010. Our inspector switched to the democratic party. Um, had switched to the Democratic Party, and the Pennsylvania Democratic Party endorsed him with 77% of the vote. So now the Pennsylvania Democrats are fully behind him. Joe Biden campaigned for Specter against the other Democratic candidate who was actually a Democrat. And the other guy won the primary and went on to win the race against the Republican and became a senator. Specter's career was over. He died in 2012. On February 20. 9th, 2016, the New York Times wrote, quote, breaking a decade-long silence, Justice Clarence Thomas on Monday suddenly started asking questions from the Supreme Court bench. He had not asked a question in 10 years. This was a record, and it had been 45 years since another justice had gone just one term without asking a question. 
No one is ever going to break his record. Well, he also, I believe at the time, was like getting heat for that yes. record. And so it was like publicly known that he had not spoken in that long. So he didn't break the record because he finally had questions. Yeah. He broke the record because he was finally being questioned. The belief that Joe Biden fucked over Anita Hill stayed with him. In, Oct- in November 2017, at Glamour's Women of the Year event, he said, quote, so sorry that she had to go through what she went through. Ugh, he, he, emphasized he, prick. he emphasized he believed her and voted against Clarence. Uh, he, and he, then he told the Huffington Post, quote, what I do feel badly about is the bad taste that got left in the mouth of some of the people around Nita Hill and maybe even Anita and maybe even Anita. Yeah, maybe the next month he was being interviewed by teen Vogue and he said he regretted not being able to quote, tone down the attacks by Republicans. He also said, could have done as a chairman, he didn't have the power to do so, which he did, which he completely did. Yeah. Quote, as much as I I mean, tried, that sounds crazy. As a chairman, I had no power. We, like, we, literally, we, we literally saw him get, inter- interrupt a guy and then shrug his fucking shoulders. But you're the chairman. As a king, I'm not uh, allowed to decide what the monarchy picks. I mean, Ed, uh, fucking uh, Kennedy had to fucking jump in at one point because yeah. they were being such assholes, yeah. and Biden just sat there quietly. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, quote, as much as I tried to intervene, I did not have the power to gavel them out of order. I tried to be like a judge and only allow a question that would be relevant to ask. By the way, he was like a judge, like Clarence Thomas. Joe then said, quote, I owe her an apology. This is recent. He said he regretted it again in March 2019 at yeah, an event right, right. in New York. Right. But those who knew he actually had a lot of influence over how the hiring was run weren't buying it. That same month, on March 20th, 2019, the New York Times headline, quote, Clarence Thomas breaks three-year silence at the Supreme Court. <sighs> God damn it. Pushed by people like Senator Barbara Boxer to apologize, Joe called Anita in the middle of April 2019. Anita listened and asked him not to tell the press he had called. Oh, God. And he did. A week later, Biden announced he was running for president, and his campaign told the press he had called Anita. Yeah. And shared, quote, his regret for what she endured. So he did it again. Yeah. She asked him not to. And he did. And he did. Anita then had to talk to the press and said it was not an apology. Quote, I cannot be satisfied by simply saying, I'm sorry for what happened to you. Yeah. I will be satisfied when I know there is a real change and real accountability and real purpose. The next day, Biden went on The View, a horrific show with four famous rich women discussing what's best for America. Joy Behar said to Biden he should tell Anita, quote, I'm sorry for the way I treated you, not the way you were treated. And Biden responded, quote, I'm sorry for the way she got treated. If you go back to what I said and didn't say, I don't think I treated her badly. He repeated he did everything in his power to stop things during the hearing. A couple days later, Biden, Biden moved uh, a little bit and he told Good Morning America, because he's getting so much heat. Yeah, yeah. He told Good Morning America, quote, I believed her from the very beginning, but I was chairman. She did not get a fair hearing. She did not get treated well. And that's my responsibility. As the committee chairman, I take responsibility that she did not get treated well. I take responsibility for that. Biden then said he had apologized to Anita, and the host said she did not believe it was an apology. <laughs> Today, Professor Anita Hill... Yeah, she's doing well. Uh, over the years, she's been on a TV program. She's written articles. She's been a voice on sexual harassment and race. She's currently a professor at uh, Brandeis University. Clarence Thomas is on the Supreme Court doing his best to reverse everything Thurgood Marshall did. He has a disturbing lack of curiosity for a Supreme Court justice. Joe Biden is one of the leading candidates for president, for president even though he is a clearly diminishing mind in archaic views of society. 
there was a I running mean, joke in the Anita Hill household. Um, every time the doorbell rang, they would say, oh, is that Joe Biden coming to apologize? Wow. For years. The, the damn, like, because Clarence Thomas is not, not only is he such a damaging figure, like his wife is extremely oh, monster. damaging and they just have so much access now. Like it, 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 again, I mean, it is, we, it's, it's just like when your team drafts a player, you're not going to know how good they are for a few years. When you make these decisions and you do these things, you're lucky because you have some time until there's going to be the ripple effect when you actually see what they do. But the last thing you can do is since you can't, since we can't until we have fiery torches get Clarence Thomas off of the Supreme Court or end the Supreme Court, all we can do is be pissed about it. But if you have the gatekeeper still relevant, still important, still potentially going to be the guy that you're saying is going to stop Republicans, it just feels like not only a fool's errand, but the second trip. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, he's, it's not just what happened with Anita Hill. He did this with busing. Yeah. He did this with crime. He did this with NAFTA. He did this with the Iraq war. He. Corn pop. Corn pop. His mind is diminished. He is really bad. Yeah. And the Anita Hill thing, the fact that he was picked to be vice president, which was a, which was really a a, by Obama, a nod to racists that, that he's not going to be that bad. Uh, but that set all this in motion. Joe Biden should not have been anywhere near the white house. He's not a good person. He, this, what he did here is astounding. It's disgusting. And, uh, Really, no woman should support him. Ever. I bet Anita Hill isn't. Be my guess. I mean, she might vote for Trump. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> which, which, given those choices for her, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Boy, man, that is terrible. It's terrible. It really is. a, And it's a very, you know, these times are so stressful because everybody feels so strongly and impassioned about making things normal again or feel good again or feel at least regular and not assaultive. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I I just, I just don't know how many, and I mean, I thought this one, we had Bushes and we had Clintons. It's just like, you know, how many times are you going to let the same, this same cult? Cause that's really all it is. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it transcends gender, it transcends race, it transcends, transcends sexuality. It's a cult about elitism and, and money. And money. And I mean, they just want to hold their money, they want to hold their power, and they are trying to get through this time right now and trying to batten down the hatch. So hold on. Uh, in, in May 2016, I was on a, a podcast called Tofop with Will Anderson with Jen Kirkman. And, um, I had been really sort of watching the polls and everything, and my opinion was that Hillary would lose to Trump. And I broke down why, and I broke down the states, and I broke down why she would lose those states. And I was right. And that was in May 2016. Um, 
And now people are online telling me that I'm wrong and that Joe Biden will win. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, so I just want to put out there, you were wrong about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I was right. Michael Moore was right. Several of us were right. Why don't you fucking ask us what we think or, instead of you being wrong twice? I, I think, truthfully, that what people think is that people think that Trump is an anomaly, that 2016 was just uh, like the Haley's Comet of elections. And what I think, I don't think enough people look at it the way you're saying, which is that it's not the person, it's the policies. Yes. The policies are like, it it's, doesn't I, matter if Joe Biden is friends with Obama, if Joe Biden wears sunglasses, if you call him Uncle Joe. At the end of the day, what is being rejected by this class of people who's totally forgotten by the elites is that they're going to reject everything. Yes. They're going to reject everything unless they feel like it's actually going to make a difference. Yes. And you're just not, you just don't hear enough from the establishment that is going to make people want to. No. Feel like they're going to change. Any candidate that supports NAFTA or have supported NAFTA is going to lose the election to Trump. Yeah, straight up, you're yeah. not going to win Michigan. You're not going to win any of those states. If yeah. you if you put forth a candidate that supported NAFTA, you are done. Well, I think I think I mean Biden. Yeah, well, whatever we can. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. We, sorry, we got political, you big babies. Oh. Because I'm going to hear about it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Uh, what a crazy! Uh, 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 all right. Yeah. Yay, America! Why are you applauding? I just I gotta do something. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, we signed cars. Yeah, we signed some recently. <laughs>